0: There's been so many different changes in my life over the last few years, and yet some things have remained exactly the same. And I'm sort of at a crossroads, um, probably more um, from a point of a profession than anything else.
1: In part one of this two-part episode, we talk to Matthias, a jeweler in Montreal, who's breaking under the weight of the many responsibilities he bears. For 30 years, he's been a reliable son and an active member of his community, but lately he longs for more. He wonders if he's spending his time wisely, and he also wonders why there never seems to be enough of it.
2: Hey, it's Ron Thiessen. Welcome to another episode of the Human Being Project by The Change Evolutionist, where my daughter Janelle and I explore the difference between being and doing.
1: In a world of constant distractions, sky-high expectations, and the relentless pursuit of more, we examine what would happen if we made space for more being and less doing.
0: I've been doing uh, this particular business, which is a small family-run business, for about 30 years now. And there's been lots of challenges With a small business, I'm sure anyone who's uh, uh, ever dealt in or or delved into small business knows there's many challenges. COVID certainly wasn't an easy uh, time for us. And despite the fact that the business has probably never been busier, I'm at a crossroads saying to myself, is this what I really want to do waking up every morning for the rest of my work life? So, in thinking about that, do you have uh, options?
2: You said you're at a crossroads. That implies that there's uh, more than one direction to take.
0: Uh, What are you thinking if it's not the family business? The idea is I've always had a passion for my faith. I'm a practicing Roman Catholic, and I've been very uh, involved in my local parish. And a few years back... Uh, before the right lady came along, I had even considered maybe going into the religious, into either the ordained ministry and possibly okay. getting involved in ministry. And okay. uh, I guess either life wasn't in the cards or just wasn't the right timing. And now I have different challenges if I was to think about doing something uh, with regards to, let's say, uh, doing something in terms of pastoral ministry or working within uh, within my local church or maybe a social group or welcome hall mission or something. I just feel that for all the giving that I'm giving to my clientele, um, I don't feel like I'm, re- I'm getting reciprocated, uh, necessarily. And I think it's just okay. that maybe life would hold something different for me. Mm-hmm. Or now that the business is running so well, maybe I'm just subconsciously panicked because I'm older. And I don't have the resources to keep up with the current workload. So your involvement with the church,
2: besides it being about your faith, obviously you have uh, a, an internal motivation to want to engage with people or you want to help people. Uh, your faith is, is one of the ways that you've done that. What would you say is, is some of the major motivations that you have in your life in terms of what, what gets you going? What are you
0: passionate about? What do you love doing? That's, that's a tough question for me because I've been, I've been doing what I've been doing for so long that I just know that sort of there's a little tug on the shoulder there every so often that's telling me, um, maybe there's something more to it, but I like helping. That's definite. And I think I run my business very much in that way. Um, I, I, I deal with people that are low income. I deal with people that are extremely rich and I basically treat them all the same. I treat them with the same courtesy and respect and understanding and whatever they want to do. Seeing that I'm a person that repairs things like watches and clocks and joy, there's a story behind every piece, every piece of jewelry, mm-hmm. every watch that comes in. So we we form a relationship with our client right away. And I think a lot of people are drawn to come to me in my shop because of that. Although I might be doing something that I feel like I'm, doing okay, there's probably something more, more to it that would allow me to feel a little bit more full inside as I, mm-hmm. as I go forward. Can you talk to me a little bit about this uh,
2: relationship? Has this changed the way you see the future? Has it made you more restless about the future or has it made you more settled
0: about the future? It's been a little bit of both. It, it's a Okay. It's a great relationship, but our current work schedules are really not making it easy for us to, um, you know, spend quality time together. And that's one of the challenges of being a business owner is, you know, even when you turn off the open sign, you're still technically going into work because things need to get done. And it's just the reality of it. Mm. I have to say that... Uh, my better half is very supportive of me. We've been together five years. It's been a very, very good um, relationship in terms of mutual respect and understanding and communication Um, a, a sense of love between the two of us that's very good. But I do remember at least over the last five years, four times at least that I've sat in front of her and said, I'm at wit's end. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so there's a frustration there. And so it's, it's not something that's popped up overnight. Um, I can say it's also something that has just popped up since we've gotten together, but I think finally being in the right relationship has made me realize that I would probably need to change some of my priorities in my life.
3: It's amazing how, uh, right relationships do that for you, isn't
0: it? Supportive ones as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> for sure.
2: How do you feel about your business right now? If you said, I'm going to leave it tomorrow, what would be your hesitations and what would be the motivating factors for you to do that? Um, I'd say
0: that uh, there's still a passion to what I do, but I find it's just, the, um I'm having a tough time, I think, dealing with some of the, mentalities of some of the clients. Uh, the post-COVID era has been very challenging. What used to be, I need this for yesterday is, I, I need this for last month. So, there's there's a lot of extra stress and strain from particular clients. Um, to just throw, uh, throw in the towel, I think I've done, I guess there's part of that, I've been reflecting on it and I feel like, you know, after 30, my father's it was my father's business, and he passed away 29 years ago. And, okay. and I've done 30 more years uh, to continue his legacy for, for, I guess, lack of a better way to explain it. But for me, it's always been um, out of respect and love for my dad and for what he created to keep it going. But I think after 30 years, I really wanted to just say, you know what, guys, I, I, I've had enough of this. It's time to move on. That would be okay the next morning or after having not slept all night is saying, what the heck do I do from here? And what are my qualifications that would allow me to do something that I would feel maybe more inclined to do? Would it mean I'd have to go back to school? Would it mean that, uh, you know, I'd have to try to figure out resources from what I've already done? So I guess there's partly that inner fear of, of um, letting something go and then failing at something.
1: We've all been here at some point, where what you're doing, who you're with, or where you are isn't as fulfilling as it used to be. But leaving what you know, what's familiar, can be scary. And how do you know if you should follow that inner nudge or just stay put? An Indian billionaire businessman named Narayana Murthy once said, growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. What if that restlessness or discontent is the call of your spirit in a new direction, one where your impact will be greater than it is now. Maybe there's more to your story if you face your fear and answer the call.
2: It almost sounded like, uh, you know, you're, you were paying the price to carry out your father's legacy. Uh, it sounds like you've enjoyed what you've done, but maybe you feel like, okay, I, that, that's enough. I don't have to do that anymore. And that would be a relief for you then to leave the business i don't know that i'm i'm trying to discern exactly what your motivation is because people that have businesses that are doing well um to to think of a way to keep the business going even if you're not as day to day involved with it uh is there a way that that could happen
0: there there might be a way i have been looking into that avenue i just haven't found um the right qualified person to uh to help out at this point what about selling your business? There was a possibility. In fact, that a situation is coming up today that actually seems to like punch me in the face. But um, there is that possibility. So, of course, um, I'm looking into those options as well. Is there a way that you can reimagine your business
2: that you could, uh, I don't know, add something to what you're doing or take something away and put something in its place? where you could fulfill what you feel like you really want to do at the same time as your business is running. Maybe you're in this place with the clientele that you have and the people that you have connection with to do the very thing that you really want to do in terms of being involved with people, and your business is just a, a, a messenger to bring those people into your life. Is that a possibility? And if you thought about reimagining your business And doing some of the things like uh, things that you would do in even in ministry or in uh, in reaching out and helping other
0: people. Could you do that through your business while you're doing your business? I haven't given it uh, enough thought. A few of those points have crossed my mind. And I guess part of it is I've already like reduced my office hours that would allow me to be a little bit more flexible, not only in my relationship but also more flexible if uh, something was to come up that I could help out with. Uh, um, Of course, uh, on the flip side, there's always this little voice going, oh my God, you're closed. Every time you're closed, people aren't coming in. So, um, yeah, it has been a little bit challenging, but you're right. I have sort of figured out if if there was a way to uh, ease it's a little bit of the uh, overall stresses that would also allow me to keep the business running, but also um, sort of maybe focus more on um, my customer, the way I do customer service with my
3: client. I'm now, curious, Matthias, what do you actually want? Like, why would you even consider a change? What is it that you want to feel or what is it that you want your life to look like? Are you looking for more time with your spouse? Like, what? It, what is it that you actually want?
0: It, I think it is... uh time that's the biggest factor right now i seem to be constantly short on time mm-hmm. and i and i seem to be pulled in uh, different directions that sort of take away uh, time that i thought i'd already allocated for either me time or a couple time or even uh, time to consider options and other avenues So I think part of it is, is timing. It's, it's a question of, um, as I say, I still get up in the morning and I still enjoy what I do, but there's not the same olds that there used to be. And I know that, um, I enjoy, um, helping people. And so for me, it's a question of saying, you know, is my time better spent, uh, keeping a successful business running or take, um, take a bit of a plunge, take a risk and uh, look at a different avenue where I might feel more fulfilled and might have might have more time for other things and maybe not be uh, pulled in every direction as much.
3: So when you think of that, when you think of taking a risk or, or making the plunge, do you feel like sick in your stomach or do you feel like a little intrigued or both?
0: I'd say both, but more, uh, yeah, I should have kept a little bucket next to me. So yeah, it can be very scary, especially, especially doing something for so long. And I think, I think, some, I think what sort of also precipitated the, this recently is my sister, who has had a very uh, strong career for the last 30 years outside of the province of Quebec. And I guess she's decided to come back to Montreal to sort of uh, semi-retire and help out with our, our mother who's aging. But I look at her career and I look at all the things that she's done in her life and I look at my life and I say, okay, you know, whenever there was a family conflict or um, a flooded basement or mother needed a a trip to the doctor's office, I was always uh, the faithful son and the one who was responsible to look after all these things. And then I see my sister having lived in California and New York City and Ontario, and she's jumped from this high-paced high job to this job to, you know, not that her life is perfect by no means, but I guess it just maybe sometimes I'm a little envious of, you know, she made a different choice and um, she is where she is. And I've made the conscious choice, um, not woe is me, but I've made the conscious choice to to be available to uh, to my aging mother and, uh, and the business that my father created.
3: So I'm hearing a lot of duty. There's a lot of duty in what you do day to day and the choices that you've made.
0: Yes, it's a big responsibility. Um, if it was just retail sales, if someone buys something, fine. They don't buy anything. Okay. Um, if there's a problem with it, you de- deal with it. But the... A lot of times people are bringing the articles of uh, sentimental value to themselves that they entrust me with to get it uh, up and running or repaired or restored. So there's always that sort of sense of, you know, respo- a, a huge sense of responsibility to my, to my clientele. And at the same time, there's also this responsibility realizing my mother's been a widow for 29 years and she lives alone, Autonomous, yes, but, you know, so, and I'm the one that's closest to her that, you know, when her TV's on the muck or she can't figure out how to pay her bills online, uh, I'm the one that'll take a chunk out of my day and go and make sure that she's been looked after. Is it possible for you to separate,
2: uh, as, as Janelle was just mentioning, this sense of duty is it possible for you to separate in your mind what things you want to do and what things you feel like you should do? Is it possible for you to separate how much of it is duty and how much of it is what you really love
0: or what you're passionate about doing? Um, I can put it, I guess I can put it to you like this. I, am, I have a very good friend. He's um, a respected uh, restaurateur and the other day he came into the shop he needed a watch battery for his watch happy to do do it we had a little chit chat and he looked at me and he said um how's it going i said well good busy he said same here he goes you know what i miss most just cooking on the grill i go i hear you he goes you know ever since i expanded and i have three restaurants I'm not the guy that's preparing the food anymore. I'm the guy that's hiring and firing, dealing with uh, with Revenue Canada, doing all mm. the other things except what I like the most. Mm. And in my case, I guess it's interesting because you're right. There's not a challenge in a time piece that I won't jump on, but you need A, the time to do it and you need fewer distractions to do it. So even one of the considerations I was thinking of was, was, again, cutting my hours again. But there's always that fear of, you're open too few hours for people to come to you. But of course, ideally, if um, I could just be focused on the repair work that I do, the kind of restorations and creations that I do, I probably would have a better sense of fulfillment and probably would have a little bit more time on my hands i think i think of myself and there's always that kind of corny you know the watch doctor right so i should have the lab coat on and i should book appointments and people you know show me their medicare card and their watch or their clock whatever they want to have fixed and (laughs) i'll sit and consult with them that i you know if i could do that and and still be able to like you know have a feel like i have a um more time on my hands would be great, you know, just to be able to give people the time needed to discuss the project and get the project done. I think the train has left the station and the brakes don't work. And so I, I feel like it, things are a little bit out of control. And that's probably why I'm questioning where I'm at because, um, A, I don't like a train with no brakes. And second of all, um, I'm, I'm very much aware of the, for for a relationship, even with my mother or my siblings or my better half, uh, um, I'm losing the time fight. Right. And would it make more sense at this point to, to find a way to recreate, very much like you were saying, Ron, basically just try to figure out a way to recreate what I'm doing now and focus on the, the parts that are more important to me and leave the rest into, in my case, leave the rest in God's hands and see what happens.
3: Dad, I'm thinking about this uh, maximize your time and energy worksheet, like the concept yeah. of that for him, mm-hmm. because um it sounds like he's met like Matthias, you've mentioned the word time so many times. Time is really ticking for you. There's so much of your time that's taken or distractions that happen or and I have been there. So I I can tell that you're feeling like there's not enough hours in the day to do all the things you love. All the time you want to spend with your spouse, the way the people that you want to help, and the income that you want to create. So you've got all these pulls on your time, and yet none of them are actually serving the fulfillment thing because none of them are getting enough of your time. Is that right? Am I hearing that right?
0: That's that's a good uh, good way of looking at it. Um, I'd say the last two years, I get up three hours earlier, and I and I go to bed about the same time I used to maybe. Ten thirty, eleven. 11 so i'm um, i'm i'm actually giving myself three hours more time and i have less time than i did before i was giving myself those three hours so mm. either either all my watches are wonky here or uh, something i've just i guess things are going you know better than expected or but you see again it's a question of it's great that things are going great but i'm not feeling the way I, I think or feel I should be feeling in the moment, you know, there's, there's mm-hmm. gratitude and I'm very thankful for the way things are, but I'm missing it when, you know, it's almost like I'm with my better half and I'm looking at my watch going, okay, hey, time's up. Like this isn't mm-hmm. a therapy session. We should be able to just, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to snuggle, we want to watch TV, we shouldn't feel always like I've got, I've got another commitment that's pulling me in another direction.
1: It sounds like Matthias is experiencing time anxiety, which is when you feel you never have enough time to meet your goals or that you're not maximizing the time you do have. I recommended our workbook for Matthias because it will help him take inventory of his time. In the workbook, you lay it all out. How much time you spend managing your home, your health, work, your relationships, like with your kids, your spouse and friends, and your hobbies or your passions, And then you categorize your time commitments by how important they are to your overall well-being and joy. This is a process that helps you really understand why you feel like there's never enough time to do all the things you want and need to do. To download the free workbook, go to thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash free workbook or click the link in the show notes.
2: What kinds of things do you do for self-rejuvenation? to take care of yourself, to have time to connect with
0: God or with your spirituality? I do spend uh, a half hour to 45 minutes a day in prayer and meditation. Okay. And I do help out at my local parish on the weekends, which is uh, maybe another hour to two hours of, uh, of okay. self-care. Other than that, I can't really say that I have been able to chisel out uh, a section of time. And if I did have the time for it, what I find is I'm so exhausted that it's not a time where I'm recharging. It's basically just right. a time where the batteries are depleted and that's, that's it. You're like literally on your couch, just going, they mellow until the next, the, the next alarm goes off or, or the next project pops up.
2: Yeah. So what you're describing there, you don't have recharge time. Right. You're either exhausted or you're on, but, but you don't really have time for refueling, uh, time for yourself, time for your, for your loved one, uh, in particular, this, this relationship. You make time for your mom because that's, that you feel like that's important. But in terms of recharging, uh, it doesn't sound like you have very much.
0: No. And I think there that's part of it. It's just this constant, um, feeling of being, uh, exhausted for maybe that's too strong a word but honestly if that's if i you know say the first thing that you feel i'd say it's Mm. exhausted and just just trying to plan a summer vacation this year it's such a weird thing because normally the summertime is when a lot of my clients are either getting engaged or married and it always falls into like the june july august and Mm. then my wife's work doesn't allow her really to vacation in September. And although we've talked about the, you know, it's perfectly okay to take a few days or a week off from each other and just recharge. I don't know. I've, sometimes I, I don't necessarily like how that sounds because I do care a lot about her. So I'd like to be able to vacation with her as well. But as I say, she's very understanding and she understands that, um, with a, with a business that's running well, it's difficult to just turn your back uh, on your clientele. But I also uh, have gotten a lot of feedback from my older clientele that's known me for a long time. And they've been telling me, you know, at some point, either you'll burn out or you'll just be so tired of this that you will want to throw on the towel. So I guess it's a question of trying to find some kind of balance, which I haven't really had time to figure out yet
3: what was your dad's work ethic like were you old enough to observe it
0: i was old enough to observe it and i wish i could time warp back to those days my dad uh, would nap every afternoon for two hours he would show up late he would work late but he would show up late he would spend a lot of time with his clientele and the occasional be back in 30 minutes Sign. And he'd be gone for five or six hours because he had something else to do. I guess. In in his case, um, he was maybe more uh, assertive than I was uh, in the sense that he was very confident that his clients would come back even if they spent an hour and a half waiting outside looking at a "be back in thirty minutes" sign. Whereas. Whereas I, I'm a little bit more conscious of, of my clients and, and of course with technology and everything else, if someone really can't wait, they look on their phone, they find the next local local who's going to do whatever they need for them and off they go. So yeah, it was, it was a different, I don't know, I guess it was a different time. Maybe the mentality were a little bit different. Maybe people weren't as um, harassed as much as they are now hmm. or that they, believe that they, again, I'm sure a lot of people are in my situation where they just feel like uh, the days fly by. So there's that, but yes, to, to be able to run the business the way my dad did. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be a sitcom. But maybe that's exactly what you
2: could be doing with your business, but you're not allowing yourself to, because it's interesting. See, I've just been through kind of the same thing that you're dealing with because I just closed my office in Westmill. I'm doing that because I'm involved in other projects, but I'm also cutting back in how much how much I work. So that thought, well, you know, now I, I only have an office on the South Shore. How many of my uh, downtown clients are going to come to the South Shore? And how much business am I going to lose as a result of that? But, you know, I now I had some time to think about it, but I just came to this place and said, well, the, the clients that I need to retain I will retain them and the clients I don't need to retain, I won't. And I will just have what is needed or what God has planned for me. So now I have some days when I have clients, it would, it would be a client day and I have no clients. And, and, and that's a wonderful day off. It's a wonderful uh, day that I can choose different things that I want to do or do nothing. Uh, I don't really choose that very often, but <laughs> I could probably choose it more often than I do than I do. But it's interesting because I understand the conundrum here. You're saying I have too much work and it's taking over my life, but I don't want to disappoint any client because they may not come back. And it's like you're saying uh, both things out of a, a different side of your mouth. You know, I need more clients. I want to hold on to them, but I have too many. That's what I'm saying about reimagining your work. Like you've described now, you know, if I could have my lab coat on and I could be sitting and looking at the piece of jewelry and, and then I could be talking to my client. This would be kind of ideal. The fact is you could create that if you wanted to. If that was really what, what you think makes the difference, you could create that. Yes. You could make that happen. Uh, so maybe that is really what you want or maybe it isn't. But I'm a big person on experiments, and I would really suggest that you experiment with what you're what you're thinking about doing. So try, you know, this next week, uh, you know, I'm going to close for a day, or I'm going to take one day when I'm going to just be sitting down with my lab coat, and that's all I'm going to do is talk to my to my clients, and and uh, you know, I'm going to live that kind of life, like a kind of a picture in my mind, and I'm going to see then if that actually does make me feel. Warn makes me feel like oh this is this is really exactly what I wanted to do. The thing is that when you do experiments, you have to collect the data, so you have to be you have to be paying attention to what happens there in the experiment for it to you take out valuable information. But I think it it sounds like you're at a place where you could definitely be making some moves that are not permanent. They may end up being permanent, but they're not permanent. They're just testing the water and figure out. If I create some uh, more space in my business to do what I love to do, and I'm doing that in my business, and then when I don't have time for that anymore, I when I don't want to be doing that, then I'm either closed or maybe there's somebody else running the store or whatever, and, and experiment with that. And then say, I feel like I need six hours a week with my better half. Uh, where can I find that time, create the time? And you say, this is dedicated in the same way as I show up without exception at my business. I'm going to show up without exception at this. You know, this is like, uh, not like an appointment, but it is an appointment that you've made within yourself. This is quality time that I've spend with, with my spouse and just play with that for a while and set up a week that looks like what you think you would like to have and just see how you feel with that. You know, you're not trying to make a change right now. You just try to see, how would I feel? Would it be as good as I think it would be? Would it be better than I think it would be? And obviously, if you're going to do that, you have to, uh, to some degree, set aside the angst that you might feel about, oh, the store's not open, you know?
3: Yeah, totally.
2: Okay. Okay. The store's not open. I'm sure you have very regular clients and then you have new clients too, as well. This is exactly what I went through, you know, got these regulars what am i going to do with them and if they can't come to the south shore uh, what is that going to mean for my relationship with them but i can't i can't carry that i can't make that decision for them i can't make that choice for them and uh i i know that uh, because i'm a giver just probably like you are i know that i give i'm going to receive i'll have what i need i'm not worried about that but it's going to make a change in the way that i function and I have to say to myself, how do I feel about that change? You know, is it something that I'd like to get used to? Is this something I'd rather have it this way or well, I to go back to what I was doing? And sometimes you could find out that you could, you could be sitting there saying, I don't have time. I feel pressured at, at every juncture. So if you do an experiment like this and you find, man, if I create that much time, I'm kind of bored. And so you could go back to your business with a different uh, attitude And say, this is really not as bad as it was feeling to me, but I'm going to create some more space in my business to be who I really am and what I'm good at doing in my business rather than taking care of all this other stuff. Like the guy you were saying, where I'm doing the Revenue candidate stuff and all of that and hiring, firing, and I don't cook for people anymore. So he as well, he's in his own business. He could create that opportunity to cook if that's what he really wanted to do. And he could do that in an experimental way. You know, okay, two nights this week, I'm going to be at one of the restaurants and I'm going to be cooking. i to see what that feels like. So you just figure out if the angst that you're feeling inside is really what you think it is or if it's something else. And if it's something else, then keep experimenting until you figure out exactly what it is.
0: Okay. It it definitely uh, is very valid. And it's certainly something that I'm actually very excited to try. And I will uh, definitely uh, keep you posted, but I think you're right. I think I'm going to need to try a few models. Um, because, you know, I find sometimes when I'm with my better half, what ends up happening is we just talk shop. We talk about my business. We talk about her, her work situation. And then we're not really focusing on each other so much. And so, like you say, chiseling out a section of time, I have to look at it in a way as. I leave the office and everything else that's mm-hmm. happened completely out and away mm-hmm. and just focus mm-hmm. my attention on, on us and work mm-hmm. from there. And what might help with that is to plan something that you would
2: both really enjoy doing. So that could be going out for dinner, but it could be having some sort of an adventure or some sort of a, you know, a trip or, you know, like a, a day trip or something is what I'm saying is do something where you're engaging with each other and you know in your in situations like that you can learn lots about each other too you know how you respond if things are uncomfortable or if they're not what you expected or you know all kinds of learning can happen in those situations too but then it's much easier if you plan something to be uh, absorbed in what you're doing rather than be thinking about things that you're going to converse about
0: which obviously then will be your work because that's what both of you are doing the most of right Yes, absolutely. I know we have been lucky. Um, we've been trying to at least have one getaway overnight once a month, at least. And okay. it has to be Good. far away enough that, you know, it's close enough that in case of emergency, we can be back. But at the same time, it's far away enough that we're not directly in our, in our line of sight of all the things that are waiting for us when we right. get back. I have found that it's been very, very good. If anything, I think our relationship has solidified because we've had that time together to just uh, know more about each other, leaving the external factors out of it. But definitely something I want to uh, continue with. So I will be sure to uh, discipline myself and book that time and, and get that going. But I am excited. I'd like the ideas that come out today because I guess it's, I guess the big thing is just, um, Subconsciously, I'm probably just very scared that I'm going to, I'm going to screw something up in trying to find the right balance and figure out exactly where, where I am in the moment and what makes me happiest. But I guess basically the idea is I have to just have the confidence to, to take a risk. And if it doesn't work, like you say, there's nothing to say I can't put it back. Yeah. You don't burn your bridges. And I, I really encourage
2: you also to, to, my suggestion of reimagining your work. You've already done it to some extent. You know, I could be in my lab coat or talking to my clients. Okay. Hey, that's fulfilling for me. so other ways of reimagining your work and then thinking about the things that you don't really enjoy doing. Can you get somebody to do that? And, and oftentimes, you know, we have this kind of gig economy now where if you needed accounting, for instance, you can get an account who will do it for a few dollars a month, you know, relatively speaking. Because you're not the full-time client. They are not depending on you for a salary. Or you get somebody in that's, that covers for you, somebody who will take care of sales or whatever, or the service aspect of your business. You can get these kind of gig things happening where uh, people are not looking for full-time work, but they're looking for some supplemental income. And it's it, it ends up being the perfect answer for you, right? But I'm really encouraging you to reimagine what you do. And I'm thinking maybe the tool that Janelle referred to Might be a really good one for you. It's uh, something that you can work through uh, on your own time, but it uh, identifies where your time and energy is going. And if those are actually the things that are really important to
0: you. Yes. Okay. Would you like us? Would you like to send you that tool? Absolutely. Absolutely. I really want to, unlike my exercising schedule, I really want to do this very well and I want to Mm -hmm. figure it out because I think once I get that settled, a lot of other things in my life on a personal basis will probably uh, fall into place as well because of course Mm -hmm. when when your mind is all over the place and you've got too much going on, you lose track of what's what's most important. And I think self-care is another point that you brought up that I feel guilty Mm -hmm. if I'm taking time off from my clients, from my family, but essentially... I need time, I need, I need a little bit of need time and it's a question of not maybe being, uh, you know, selfish, but actually saying, sure, you know what, I should just say, you know what, I'm just going to call it a, a, read a book and, uh, and uh, have a glass of scotch. And-
3: What's wrong with being selfish, Matthias? Like that, that term has been, you know, shamed, yeah. like I'm selfish. You have mm-hmm. to be. You absolutely have nothing in the tank to give anybody else unless you fill it first. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. So mm-hmm. you have to do that. You cannot sustain what you're doing. I guess you've sustained it for 30 years. But as you said, you're <laughs> you're nearing this, this point where you're like, I don't think I can do this much longer. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to fill your cup for sure.
2: Absolutely. When you're the kind of person who's always taking care of everybody else and you think it's selfish to take care of yourself... You are doing something that is destroying you and therefore affecting your ability to do what you say you really want to do, which is to help other people. You're not in any position to do that because you're not helping yourself. It's a very important concept. You know, you are slowly killing yourself if you don't take care of yourself. So this is not selfish. This is actually one of the selfless things you could do is to take care of yourself because it benefits you and it benefits everybody else.
3: Yeah, your impact is so much greater when you're a well-rested, right. well-nurtured Matthias than when you're an exhausted, depleted, running-on-empty Matthias. It's just,
2: yeah, just sure. the way
3: it
1: is. You know, I feel for Matthias. He's torn between what he perceives to be his responsibilities, like caring for his mom and being present for his clientele, and allowing himself to experience life without constant demands on his time and energy. He wants to be more active in his church and maybe enjoy a lazy weekend with his partner. Maybe even get a solid night's sleep now and then. It seems like he recognizes that the only thing standing in the way of his fulfillment and joy is his hesitation to give himself some much-deserved grace. Join us next week for part two. Just four weeks after our first conversation, Matthias returns to give us an update. How is he feeling after our first session? What changes did he make? And what advice does he have for others experiencing similar feelings about their life? I think his answer will surprise you. See you next week. What did you think of this episode? Join the private Change Evolutionist community chat to share your thoughts. Find the link in the show notes. You can now record or text a question through POD Inbox. Just head over to podinbox.com forward slash human being project and set up an account. Your question, comment, or feedback and our response to it may be featured in a future episode. So what are you waiting for? Never miss an episode. Get notification to your inbox when a new episode is released. Download to your device or listen wherever you get your podcasts. To get notifications, go to thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash subscribe. Ron Thiessen is a practicing psychologist and educator. To apply as a guest on the podcast, please visit thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash podcast guest.